To share or not to share, that is the question. Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Tyler, your wandering therapist here. I am again going solo today. Brandon is still out of town, enjoying time with his family and some of that summertime stuff that goes on. So again, you're stuck with me today, but I think we're going to have a really good conversation. We've got a really good caller coming on. Uh, Before I introduce him, I just want to remind everybody, all of our listeners here of the upcoming Rising Sun Retreat in Bear Lake, Utah, September 22nd through the 25th. It is, I think Brandon and I would both agree on this. It's about the favorite thing that we do in all of what we do. We love podcasting. We love our therapy. I love my groups. But if I could do nothing but retreats, I would, I would do that because they've been so impactful in the lives of those who attend. So if you're interested, risingsun.org, risingsun.org. By the time this episode comes out, there's probably going to be just a few spots left. So Go check it out if it sounds like something that would be helpful for you in your personal recovery. Um, all right, let's jump into it today. Uh, Sam is calling in. Sam, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Joy, why don't you just kind of give whatever background you feel comfortable giving and ask your question? Yeah, um, so just by way of background, I... Um, I have been, I guess I consider myself to have been in recovery for uh, about three, three and a half years um, since early 2019. Um, I'm 41 years old. I, uh, I've, I sort of battled uh, addiction for a lot of those years. Um, probably similar story to many that you've heard before. I, you know, have very early memories um, as a child of sort of viewing pornography pretty innocently. Um, you know, when I look back on it now, it's pretty innocent, but I, you know, as of those earliest days, just all I really remember was just a very strong draw to it. And, uh, I think maybe the fact that it was a little bit of the forbidden fruit, maybe grew me in a little bit more, um, than, than it otherwise would have. Um, so that, you know, kind of started an early age. And I, I think that it was just the classic, like I learned to cope with difficulty, difficult emotions. I, I, I'm not going to say that I had a real troubled childhood, but like anybody, I had I had baggage and I had things that were hard for me and I had relationships that were difficult. And I think it just became a, an outlet for me and a place to go to to feel good and get relief and just, you know, maybe have control and all of these things that maybe I didn't have in other areas of my life. So started young. Um, I you know, again, like many people that I have heard, um, with similar backgrounds, I, I got married, um, and I've been married for about 17 years now. And, um, when I went into, uh, when I, when I got married, I, I just thought, you know, I've been having this problem for so long. Uh, and I just thought, well, that would be the solution and it would, it would go away and it would just fix itself. And, pretty early on in, in my marriage, I realized that that wasn't the case. And I was, um, still struggling. And, and at that time it was sort of 
the internet was taking off and internet pornography was really everywhere. And I just found it very, very difficult to, to stay away from. So that was, um, that became, you know, sort of a pattern in my marriage and my wife, um, fairly early on, maybe a year and a half or so into marriage or two years into marriage, she, um, she discovered it and, it was not something that I had been transparent or honest with her about. So I was discovered and that led to just a lot of, you know, pain for both of us. I think she was definitely blindsided. And, um, and for me, it was just something I was very uncomfortable with and had a lot of shame about. And, but I found myself having to be open about it. So at that time, uh, we were living away from where we both kind of had grown up and we, um, I was in graduate school and, had a lot of things going on, but I just, I, my mindset at that time was just, I'm just going to fix this as quick as I can and get back on the road so that I never have to like address it or talk about it again. It was just so painful that I just wanted to move on. So I, I, in good faith, like I really was coming from a good place. I just thought, you know, I'm going to just get this behind me. I'm going to try harder. I'm not going to do this again. I'm never going to let it happen. And so I, I really buckled down I tried and, but I just kind of sunk back into this pattern of like, I did well for a couple of months and then I'd slip and I'd have a relapse and just on and on. And that story just continued for years and years in our marriage. And it was, you know, we've got five kids today. We, um, uh, it, it was just a constant struggle. It was a constant elephant in the room. It was sort of like when I was, you know, struggling in other areas or I was grumpy or moody or whatever else. It was like always this elephant in the room, like something must be going on. And it was just something that I was never honest about. I didn't feel comfortable telling my wife, even though I knew she knew that I had had a struggle with this in the past. It was just so embarrassing and shameful to me that I just could never really tell her. Anyway, getting to the end of the story here, I'm being long-winded, but sort of as the years progressed and developed, it progressed and developed as well in terms of um, just maybe fantasy and other things that kind of went along with it. And so I started to travel a lot for work um, back in 2016. And um, around that time, that's when it escalated to involve other acting out with, with other people and sort of cross the lines of just being a pornography um, addiction to actual infidelity in my marriage. And that that lasted for about a two year period of just regular acting out. It was something that like the first time it happened, I shouldn't say it happened the first time I did it. Um, I was, I was so shocked in a way. And I just thought how, you know, I'll never do that again. How did that happen? And then within the period of a couple of weeks, I had done it again. And then it just kind of fell into this pattern that went on for about two years. Anyway, getting to my question, sort of, this is where um, the, the the question comes from. I remember about two years into that, I was uh, probably about a year and a half into that. I was on a work trip and uh, I was, and this gives you a little bit of an insight into kind of my mindset at that time. Like I was, it was like a one night trip somewhere and I was like looking for some podcast or something that I could listen to that would be uplifting. And I think my, my thought was that that was like indicative of my constant struggle, like help me to be good. I want to be good. But then I'm like, doing all these things that I know are bad. And it was this constant like duality of just my, what I, what I was doing and the conflict I had inside. So I, um, I, I found this podcast and at that time I'd been acting out, you know, and being unfaithful for a year and a half in this way when I was traveling a lot. And 
I, I came across a podcast and I listened to it and it was somebody talking that almost had like my identical story. And it was someone that was about my age. They were of the same sort of religious background. You know, I grew up in a pretty, um, rigid sort of, uh, religious structure, conservative. And it was just like, somebody was telling my story exactly. And, and the, the result of their story was they got honest and they came out and, you know, kind of came clean on what they'd been doing to their wife and to, uh, you know, church leaders and, and sort of faced the consequences of that. And it was for the first time I could sort of see myself like becoming honest and making these changes and coming out of this darkness that really was my life at that time. So um, I, as I look back on it now, like that became a real turning point for me. I didn't like go home and make the changes that day, but it did cause me shortly thereafter to go and see a therapist and actually get on the road to like trying to make changes. And then a few months later, telling my wife and doing a full disclosure and getting on the road to recovery. And I just, I view that experience of somebody who was willing to share their story very publicly. This is a person who now has a podcast, um, is a therapist, does a lot of work and shares their story very widely. And I know that it was, it was very helpful to me. Um, and so I have struggled with this question of like, what is my responsibility or opportunity to share with others who are in the same place that I was, because I know that they're out there, people that are struggling who are caught in the same addiction and just for whatever reason, maybe don't see the path forward or are not finding a way out of it. So I guess we can start there, but that that's, uh, okay. that's what I want to maybe get your thoughts on. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted and the Expert feed. And we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.